Welcome to another edition of In Your Head with Shannon Staniford. So, so there's been so much stuff that's been going on and so much stuff that's going to be going on this week. Um, that, ah, I don't even know where to begin. So, my, one of my best friends, one of my legion, uh, Hope, got married again. And whenever I say again, um, her and her husband, they got, like, actually married in December, but they did the ceremony for everybody. Um, and it was, uh, it was great to be a part of it. Uh, me and her's relationship is, is weird, because uh, the way that it started off, uh, whenever it started off, her and my first ex-wife were best friends. And uh, I didn't really know the, the lady, um... And then, you know, like, after me and my first wife split up, like, we, I, I kind of kept in contact with her a little bit, uh, throughout the, throughout the years, um, and it wasn't, but if it wasn't for my daughter, uh, her goddaughter, um, me keeping in contact with her, making sure she, you know, she saw pictures or she knew what was going on with her or something like that. We probably wouldn't have stayed in contact. Um, and then there was one day that, you know, like, we were all, like, there was times where we were both just having, like, a shit life. And things were just going wrong. And surprisingly, you know, just the good Lord just kind of kept us together and strengthened our bond. And it's it's weird, but it's, uh, it's awesome that my best friend is technically my ex-wife's old best friend, old best friend, I don't, I don't know how that works, but she's just as part, big a part of my life as anybody else, so it was me and my daughter Justice went to her wedding, but, uh, so yeah, it was, it was a good time, I'm very happy for her, she has earned every bit of happiness, and Ethan is a great guy, so, um, that was, that was exciting, um, uh, you know, I mean, my, uh, best friend, Brandon, Brandon Osborne, uh, one of the guys that was the guest on the show, uh, he had his last match in Mid-States Wrestling in Arkansas, um, and, uh, even though I couldn't be there, uh, to watch it, I, I did support him by wearing one of his old wrestling shirts, so... Uh, I am super proud of that man. Um, on the 13th, we do a... Uh, I'm, I'm actually coming out of wrestling retirement to perform one more time with him. So that I'm excited about that. Uh, it is... Uh, it's always a joy to be able to uh, dust off the old gear... Uh, get into uh, character and go out and perform whether it was a heel or a, or a baby face uh, it's always fun to see the joy and the light in other people or in, in kids eyes you know you know sometimes you know maybe they just need to get you know their lives off you know, like, out, out, out of their own head, you know? 
I, I remember there's one story about how uh I was it was intermission and I was coming out to grab a drink from the concession stand because I'd forgotten mine at home. So like I had uh I went out there to find the concession stand, grab a drink, and uh a father and a son stopped me. Now, mind you, at this particular time, my character, Patrick P.M. Money Macon, was a heel, a bad guy. And I was just, if there's one thing that I'm good at, it's, I'm damn good at being the bad guy. And this guy stops me, and uh, he, he was like, hey, um, my son really liked you. And I looked at him funny, like, your son has issues if he likes the guy that, like, is just a horrible human being and i looked at him and i looked at the kid and the kid looked at me he's like you are so cool can i have your autograph now i always try to stay true to the the character that if you're a bad guy you don't you don't sign autographs you don't wear you don't have merch you know you don't have merchandise you don't do anything redeemable but there was something about that kid that night. And maybe it was just something in me that just felt like I needed it. So I signed whatever it is that he wanted me to sign. And so like I always wore these kind of like wrist bracelets uh, to the ring. And I had actually, you know, I had already wrestled. So like I didn't really need them. I was still wearing them. And like I had three on. So I took one of them. And I took one of them off, and I put it on this kid's arm. And I did the whole patting him on the head thing. Which I can now understand where my daughter gets it from. Because she likes to pat people on the head. But anyway, so uh, I started talking to the father for like a few minutes. And he was telling me that his entire life, you know, he was a wrestling fan. And you know, like he loved what we did and he appreciated everything that we did and that's touching um but what got me was he said that he like the last couple weeks had been pretty rough on him and his family uh financially uh emotionally there was they, they were going through a lot but his son really wanted to come see to watch wrestling and he didn't want to he didn't want to disappoint his son again so he took his son, came to the show, and he told me that for the last, like, for the hour or however long the first part of the show and for the last part of the show, is that he didn't think. He wasn't, he wasn't worried about money. He wasn't worried about it. We took his mind off of what real life was. And he thanked me for that. And he, whenever he thanked me for that, he, had a, he got a little teary-eyed. And, you know, I mean, guys don't really cry in front of other guys unless we can, unless we can't prevent it. And it was a, such a touching moment that it's stuff like that that, you know, as a performer, you you kind of strive for, and that's and that was always that that's what was special for me. So, uh, so I I enjoy coming. Uh, I enjoy wrestling. Uh, I've always enjoyed wrestling my entire uh quote unquote career um i enjoyed it more than anything it's cuz that's all that i ever wanted
uh, to be and do. So, so yeah, I'm excited about coming out of retirement to perform one last time with my buddy Brandon and all those guys at OCW and in Topeka, Kansas on Friday. So, uh, if you're in the area, you should definitely come check it out. Um, I'll put the link in the description. So yeah, so you should uh you should do that. Um, let's see here, what else is going on? I was blessed within the last week, and this very rarely happens, that I not only either talk to all my best friends on the phone. Well, I talked to half of my best friends on the phone, and I saw the other half in person, all in one week. Normally, we go, like, you know, we'll, we'll just, it's a text message, but this is one of those moments where, like, I actually heard their voice, or I saw their face, and that's awesome. I love doing, I love moments like that. It's very rare, but I was able to see and hear from my entire legion, so that's awesome. Um, let's see, what else is going on? Uh, so yeah, yeah, um, we, uh, I'm excited for this episode, um, oh, uh, we're in, me and my friend, Jordan Bielberg, I've got to ask her how she pronounced her last name, because it's going to bug me. Anyway, so Jordy V, uh, one half of the Weird Sisters podcast, and I have uh, talked about doing a uh, collaboration every once in a while of our two shows, uh, her Weird Sisters podcast and in in your head with Shannon Stanford. So like we're tossing names around, and horribly the first one I come up with is. In your weird sister, and she just pops on it. <laughs> she loved it. So, like, so yeah, uh, so we're in the process of talking about maybe doing a uh, collaboration every once in a while between the two shows. Um, so yeah, that'll be fun. Oh, you know, and I've been meaning, alright, so the other day, I got a phone call from somebody. Telling me that there was somebody that I that I knew that was lying to me about almost everything that they told me, and I had the ability to be petty and call this person out, or just ignore it and just let it go. Because, like, by the time that all this knowledge had been dropped on me, I'd, I'd, I'd either A, figured a lot of it out, or B, I just didn't care anymore. So, like, I, I implore you, if you ever are stuck in those moments, I know how fun it is to be petty, but being petty is only, like, a short-term I, so, like, always try to be the uh, the bigger person. Unless you have to be petty, and in in that case, be petty. Kind of. <laughs> anyway, so um, oh, oh man, I tell you what, I have been in such mood these last several weeks. Um, 
you know, outside of work, I'm freaking amazing. I've got an amazing, I, I, I know I have an amazing job. My, this podcast is helping people. I know because they've told me. I have been blessed to have, like, my, my kids are all healthy. My, my family's been somewhat healthy. My grandma's been, you know, like, she was in the hospital with, with stomach flu, but she's okay now. She's got to have uh, a knee replacement surgery, so there's that. But every, generally, mostly everyone in my family is healthy. Um, so, like, there's that. And I've got an amazing new girlfriend that I absolutely, um, just, oh, can't really talk about. Mostly because it's none of your damn business. And, uh, I, I enjoy it. So, but, yeah, um, so there's so much going on in my life that's good. And I'm always so busy that I just, um, but whenever I'm at my shoot job, I just, I, I'm just done with stupid, you know? I work with some amazing people, but they fucking drive me crazy half the time. And it just bothers the crap out of me. And I don't know what it is, like, I... Like, I've had so many people tell me that I need a vacation. And I'm like, you know what? You're right, I do. So I'm looking into actually trying to get a vacation in sometime, whether it's uh, before my actual vacation time hits or whenever my, um, or whenever I get my tax money back, uh, I'll take a couple days off and just, just to, to be me, to do me. Uh, and as dirty as that sounds, um, we all need to take some uh, some mental health days and to take care of ourselves. Uh, it's proof that like I have not been taking care of myself mentally because I've been so worried about other things, trying to get the show together, work, kids, um, family, and friends. That I uh, I've forgotten the most important person in my life, other than than the big man upstairs, is myself, and I need to start worrying about that. So. But yeah, I'm excited. Uh, this week, uh, the next couple weeks, uh, things are things are looking up. Uh, I've got um, gotten in contact with a couple people to be on the show. Uh, some old friends uh, and some new ones. Uh, some people have actually even came at me and asked me if they can come on the show. So I'm looking forward to all of that. I'm trying to schedule that. So might be taking a brief hiatus. And, um, to set everything up, but not a permanent one, just a temporary one. Uh, kind of like your favorite shows on, on television. Sometimes you take a couple weeks off to, uh, reprogram and get everything going. So, I'm looking forward to it, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Alright, and here we go. <gasps> Okay. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of In Your Head with Shannon Stanford with my guest, one half of the Weird Sisters podcast, a member of the Legion of Ladies. I feel like there's some other kind of thing that you're a part of. Um, life? Okay. Oh, yeah, I guess, yeah. Life. Whatever. <laughs> Jordan... Like, I'm always butchering your last name. How is it pronounced? It's pronounced Vealbig. 
Bill Big? Bill Big. Okay, see, I was always calling it Berg for I, some reason. <laughs> I never understand that. I don't. I never understand how people add an R into. The oh, world. you're talking to a dude that gets his last name butchered so much that I don't even know how to say my last name. So. So you get your last name butchered, and you decide to butcher other people's last names. Yeah, because if I'm going down, I'm taking everybody with me. Oh, fair, fair. <laughs> so anyway, Jordy V. <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> so okay, um, let's just go into it because, all right, so. Jordan had to get a glass of wine to open up, and it's now becoming apparently a running thing because Joanne last week had to open up with some wine. I mean, I don't know if it's necessary, but it, it helps. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it does. <laughs> Especially, you know, I mean, okay, so like I told you, I'll just let your listeners know. I am an extremely emotional person, so this probably isn't going to help. Um, but yeah, I cry a lot. So. so, in fact, your words were, unlike Joanne, <laughs> I'm going to be an emotional basket case. Yeah, I'm like the complete opposite spectrum of her. I, I cry at like everything. Like, I'm mad, I cry. I'm sad, I cry. I'm happy, I cry. Like, all of the above. Okay, alright, so like, if you're gonna cry, I mean, let's just... Might as well add right to the <laughs> Right. <laughs> okay. So, all right, well, I normally start off with, like, the beginning and stuff like that, but, like, mm. like everyone's always talking about how I make everybody cry on some of these episodes. <clears throat> well, you know, you and I <laughs> talked about this because I think that it's, like, I think that the whole point of this is for people to be, like, opening up about things that are weighing them down that they maybe, like, want to get off their chest. So maybe, like, the first few episodes are gonna make people cry and then you bring them back and maybe we make them laugh next time I, you know like i'm not even sorry really i mean like i know like, whenever people talk about like the first episode my episode like the there was one there was a couple people that said oh i could like I, I could feel that you were crying i wasn't actually i mean i was close but i was not crying he just wants to make that clear for all the listeners yes, out there. Yes, I, I haven't cried in, like, years, <clears throat> because apparently I'm a sociopath. Whatever. <laughs> First step is admitting it? No, that's alcoholism. Okay. <laughs> I've been to a few meetings. <laughs> I know the steps. I picked up a girl there once. <laughs> of course you no, did. No, that, that was sex addicts meetings. Oh, Never mind. <laughs> anyway, oh, seriously. Gosh. All right, so... Jordan, yes. what makes you happy? What makes me happy? What makes you so happy that tears run down your face? Because like, if you're gonna be like, like crying and like stuff like that, yeah. let's let's bring happy tears before I like just bury you. A few things. Um, uh, Harry Potter <laughs> <laughs> and um, my family mostly. Um, more specifically my niece and nephews or my nieces and nephews like I just adore all of them with my whole entire heart and soul and I, I know I, I I've seen it in like pictures and like even if I've been like on the phone with you whenever you're around one or like, yeah the one that lives here yeah yeah you can you can tell just how much you you enjoy her presence in your life so it's it's very cute yes uh, and I'm glad that you have that yes um is the, the Harry Potter thing, though. So, Listen. Jordan, 
I got her like a Christmas present <clears throat> this year, and after like a, like a few missteps with the, with the with the fucking postal service, I finally got it to her today. As we're <laughs> the day that we're recording this, the night that we're recording this, she is now an official graduate of Hogwarts. <laughs> It's official. It's official. It, I like, have it, it, a degree of Master of Wizardry. Yes. So <laughs> she's like a masterful and graduated witch. I need to frame this. You really should it's frame it. It's signed by McGonagall and Dumbledore themselves. Yeah, I had to go back in time. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were a time traveler. Well, you know, old soul and all that crap. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Um, how was your childhood? That's a loaded question. I know. I know it's a it's a tough one. Okay. Um, I'd say. No, go ahead. Okay, I I would say, you know, it had a lot of good moments, but it also had a lot of bad moments. You know, my my parents were divorced like my whole entire life, so I spent half of my time with my mom and half of my time with my dad. So. Okay, so like you, like. The, the you know as a child of divorce myself like i my mom and my dad weren't together either so like i know for me like whenever i was around friends that had like that nuclear family it was weird to me like still kind of is weird to me like, oh, like how the having perfect family yeah like, i hate to say that with an eye roll because really i'm more jealous than anything but yeah i know what like, you like were, were you jealous of that because like i didn't know any other way so like it like it bothered me in the sense of like i didn't know what that entire entailed but like i only knew my way of life so like, was that yeah the... i mean that i can yeah i can i can kind of see that like my parents were divorced by the time i was a year old so i don't ever remember them being together but i do remember having like a longing to want them to be to get together like i do remember at one point i was trying to actively ask my dad to get back together with my mom because i don't know i just i don't think that i think it was more because i didn't like being away from my dad mm -hmm. and so i wanted to be with him all the time because you have a very strong we actually just talked about this the other day you mm -hmm. have a like a very amazing strong bond with your dad yeah. and not so much with your mom i'm working on that not necessarily like um what's the word actively like i'm not like i haven't been like reaching out to her more or anything i think i've more been trying to like i don't know move past things in my own head like trying to stop like holding on to like anger and hurt that I have like towards her and like what I saw growing up as a kid with certain things that she brought around and I don't know I think I I love my mom don't get me wrong like that's my right. mom you know I'll always have love for her I just uh <sighs> she didn't bring around like the best people I guess like she was always like she was always in a relationship and it was usually with like I don't know not yeah again not so do you think with that growing up around that that it would describe some of the mistakes of the guys that you dated <laughs> like in you, in, in, like in the last, I don't want to admit that, but yes, probably. <laughs> I 
I mean, because, like, if you think about it, I mean, we all have, like, you know, it's that whole, um, like, how we were raised is, yeah. like, subconsciously put into our brain, and that's how some, we we let a little bit of it yeah. out. Cause it's like a, I think it's like a, I, I put up with things that I shouldn't put up with because I'm blinded by love type of thing. I don't know if that's what it was for her, but I just know that she allowed a lot of things to happen that she shouldn't have. Um, more specifically, I'd say to my brother than anything. Um, and I remember like, um, this was actually very recent because so my mom was um, with my sister's dad from the time I was like a year old until I think I was about 10. And um, I remember the reason, like, I, I think I was living with my dad, actually, when they got divorced, when he finally was, like, kicked out of the house. And I remember that it was because of, like, a really big fight that he had with my brother. And he was, like, he was constantly, like, I don't know, like, abusing my brother, pretty much. Mm. And um, they had a really big fight where it, like, went out to the front yard. And I don't know... I don't remember if it if it was the cops had a gun to his head or if he had a gun to my brother's head, but something happened where it like the cops ended up showing up and they had to like arrest him and like zip, or they like put him in zip ties or something and took him away. And so I always thought growing up that that's the reason why my mom finally left him and was like, you know, like she finally put her foot down after that and was right. like, I'm not going to do this anymore. I didn't find out until like a few years ago, actually, that the only reason why she left him was because she was basically given an ultimatum. Like the cops told her that if she didn't leave him, that her kids would be taken from her. So it was either him or her kids. And I, yeah, I just found that out like three years ago or something. Wow. And it was like, I thought that she left because she wanted to and not because she had to. Because I feel like if if that wouldn't have happened, like she still would have been with him, you know. Right. Yeah. Wow. And, and to me, that just is like, like that's what it took. Like because if those cops wouldn't have said that, like how much longer would that have been around? Right. It's the whole broken road thing that like I that I talked about in a couple episodes ago. Uh, like if if it, things didn't go this way, and like instead of going and went another way where would you be like what yeah, would have happened right do you think it would have been like a, a what if situation do you think i think she the worst would have been happened <laughs> i think so well i mean thankfully that's not how that, I, that went down i know i know it's just uh, i don't know that's what i'm saying like i feel like now i'm like i'm trying really hard to like let go of like anger that i shouldn't have anyway you know what i mean like mm -hmm. it's done and it's over with and People have moved on but it's just I don't know it's like morphed you know it's morphed us into who we are today you know like my brother is very closed off very I think I think he's kind of a lonely person and he has like abandonment issues I think because he never had his dad in his life ever and then the dad that he did have in his life treated him like garbage you know I could see. And so he's afraid to be alone. And I don't know, like, I, I remember, like, like growing up, I always adored my big brother. Right. I think he absolutely hated me. I don't, I don't know if he absolutely hated me, but the way he acted, <laughs> you know, 
Um, I he didn't tell me he loved me until I was in like seventh grade. Like I. <laughs> uh, I mean, well, I mean, as an older brother myself, like growing up, you just you don't admit that. I mean, we do. <laughs> yeah. But we don't admit it because you know you're young and you want to be cool. And if you're trying to be cool, you don't tell your little sister <laughs> that you love her. You protect her behind her back without her knowledge. <laughs> you don't say it. I just, yeah, I can see that. No, he just, I just always, like, I always adored my big brother. And I think that even, like, as a kid, I just, like, I knew that he needed, like, extra love or something. So, like, I always just loved him so much. And I, like, I remember there was this time where we had this, um, we had this white shepherd and she was huge. I mean, I was like seven years old. So to me, she was huge. Right. And I went to walk her around the block by myself. And my stepdad, like, you know, those like old school leashes that had just like the hole for the handle. Oh yeah. Like it, that hole for the handle was like super outstretched. So he like took it and he wrapped it around me. And I like, walked around the block or whatever with this dog and we got like almost to the end of the block and there were these kids that scared her and she ran down the street like started running home with me like having no other option but to try to run with her and she ended up like dragging me halfway home down the street and i was like scraped up all over the place and i remember i wasn't crying because i was hurt but i cried because chase wouldn't tell me that he loved me Wow, so much to do with that. <laughs> We're just going to skip past that. <laughs> oh, ouch. Yeah, that's... I just I just always adored him, and I always loved him so much. And, yeah, I've been kind of, like, internally struggling because lately when it comes to him because, like, you know, him and I, we developed, like, a really good friendship after childhood. Like... That's generally when most siblings... Yeah, especially once he had his kids. Right. You know, because he had his kids, and those kids are like, I love them so much. Like, and it's crazy to me, like how his oldest son reminds me of him so much. Like he's like a spitting image of his dad, and then like his daughter, who's the middle child, reminds me so much of me, and then. The youngest reminds me of my sister so it's like i don't know it's almost like a repeat of like us as kids but yeah you know him and i we we uh got into it pretty bad in like october you know mm-hmm. about that i'm not gonna really gonna go into details about like that's fine what happened you know but it's um it's been weighing on me a lot like i think about it like every single day and I struggle with it because I don't feel like I have my brother anymore. You know, that's like my best friend. Right. And um, I haven't, I haven't even seen. I've seen my youngest nephew, but I haven't seen my other niece and nephew since Christmas. And um, he doesn't talk to me at all anymore. Like he, like I told you earlier, he literally just texted me today, and I was at work and I started crying because he just because he texted me. You know, like. And all he said was, what's up? I like, I called him on Sunday, I think. So he texted me today and he says, what's up? And I'm like, I was like, um, 
like I was like I didn't know what to say at first because I was just like I don't know like what he means so I go what's up like what's up or what's up like why did I call you and he was like both and then I started crying all over again I was like he actually wants to know what's up you know like and so yeah I mean I responded and he hasn't said anything since then but it's just I I don't know maybe that's just a step in the right direction it's a it's a step and you know it's you know whenever you're trying to make amends I've always noticed that it's it's a long it's a long game It's, it's never a short game so. I know. I'm just so impatient, especially when it comes to him. I'm like, motherfucker, talk to me. Like, I love you. Like, let me love you, you know? like. So that's one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So let me preface this. So me and Jordan are going to have this wonderful running gag of every time she's on the show, and she's going to be a multiple-time guest of how many times one of us drops the, the F-bomb. And I'm going to have to totally go through this because I'm pretty sure I've yeah. dropped it a few times myself. But... This is going to be interesting, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, so that's one. <laughs> so that took away from the from, from the sadness. And, like, I know, right? The, I know. The it's like, and I that's, felt the tears brimming. <laughs> and that's what I, I, like, I had her at the brink, and then I was going to reel her back in because there's so, we, we, we've got so much more. <laughs> I know. Thank you, so, you're welcome. Thank you. Always saving your day. I know. I'm a gift. You should, uh. Like, I'm telling you, I need my own day and a statue and an award. You can stop. I would say, like, I, I would need groupies, but, like, I, I've had my fill with psychos. <laughs> like, you have like... those lulls. <laughs> <laughs> you had your fill with psychos. Yes, that I've is had. For sure. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <F-O-L-O-L>. <laughs> oh, L O L. Oh, L O L. Which, hey, ironically, I just noticed, like, is the Legion of Ladies. I know, you know, I still haven't thought of a good tattoo idea yet I for know, you, but I know. We'll, we'll figure that out. Ah, yes, we'll we will, we will. Okay, so, you're close with your dad, you're close with your brother, and you've had kind of a, a, an in and out with him, and, yeah. like, your, uh, your mom. Yeah. So... Like, when we first met... This was like, I want to say 2007. I know that we met because... Or, no, it was 2000... Right? I'm sorry, it was 2005? I'm 2006? Not, I, I don't know. I thought it was at church, though. It was at church. At Fairport, right? Yes, it was at Fairport, yeah. Yes. Fairport Baptist Church yes. in Fairport. Yeah. Yes. A little plug for the church. <laughs> yeah, go to church, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, you were... No, you were a teenager, right? Because I was just about to get married for the first time. Of that's a whole other episode. <laughs> you know, honestly, like I, I couldn't give you like a year time range because we, I feel like I've, we've known each other. Church was like a very long, extended period of my life. Yeah. So you, where you, where you made a lot of like good, like met a lot of good people, yeah. and actually found out about a cousin of mine through them, Kaylee. Like, I did not know my cousin, about my cousin Kaylee, until... Kaylee Reed? Yeah. She's your cousin? Yes, she's my cousin. Well, like, oh. second or third cousin. Twice removed, whatever. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know how that works. I, I do, but... <laughs> yeah. 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 So, 
Yeah, yeah, we're... I, I didn't find out about her until uh, Renee and Raymond told me. That that she would... They were the ones that told you she was your cousin? Yeah. Because she knew? Or... Yes, because apparently she knew that she had family in... Um, around the like the Maysville area and and she's actually related i think she's like my mom's cousin or second cousin she make third but yeah so that's how that worked but anyway weird. so yeah it's weird how things it's work such a small world. it is especially in Maysville. right considering that family, family lives in iowa yeah i know <laughs> i always wondered how how they became how uh, that's a whole yeah, like i have yeah. no idea because like that's a rabbit hole <laughs> yeah that is <laughs> we could go down but i don't want to <laughs> no. i don't have a, i don't have a rope ladder <laughs> um so um that group of people that you hung around with mm -hmm. um around that time what was your life like or like then because like the jordan that i met was always it shows glimmer of who you are right now. Yeah. Um, like smiling, happy, um, always in somewhat of a good mood. But to me, I always kind of felt like there was a whole lot more darkness to you that you were than you were really trying to let on. But that's just a superpower that I have. So. Yeah. Well, uh, at that time, so I mean, like I said, you know, like my childhood was kind of a back and forth thing, and you know, like, my relationship with my dad was wonderful, my relationship with my mom, not so much, so really, anytime I was at my dad's house, I feel like that was when, like, I was having, like, the best time of my life, and honestly, going to Fairport, like, that group of people, like, that youth group, and, like, the youth events and stuff that we did, like, I absolutely loved it, like, those people were, like, some of, like, the best people I ever had in my life, right, and like definitely like I think morphed me into who I am today and you know it's unfortunate that I don't really talk to any of them anymore I still like I still communicate with a few of them right here and there you know but I think you know life just happens and... well I think for me like a large part of um that kind of died whenever like uh Bob, Bob died. died yeah because like Bob was such a like a huge influence on like a lot of a lot of like your your group and like even like me and and andy and yeah like the like some of the older youth people yeah. um and he was so he was such a great guy to like whenever he passed away to like i felt like a large part of who all of us were that it was kind of binding us together all kind of died like with he him. was kind of like the glue that yeah kind of i would say that he was together. definitely the glue that kind of kept us all together yeah absolutely that so. was a really that was a really tough one. Was yeah, tough I mean, loss. like I, I've had a lot of losses in, in, growing up, but I think that one was like I remember, like, cause like I remember when it happened. Like I remember, get, you know, getting the message and stuff like that, cause it was like close to well after midnight whenever I got it, and I just happened to be up around that time, and I just remember like I think it was one of the last times I actually like. Cried right. over so over somebody's death, and like to this day, I still I get a little, a little misty eyed. I know, over I'm friends with Mary on Facebook, and I'll see like her posts of like her daughters and stuff. And mm. oh my god, I remember when they first joined the church. It was just I think it was just Madeline and and Tanner, maybe Ivy, but they were all so like Ivy was a baby if mm -hmm. she was if she was alive when they first joined, and you know Madeline and Tanner were both so young, and then. 
And then they had Rebecca, mm-hmm. who looked just like Bob. Oh, God, yes. Ex- yeah, like, just like Bob, except with blonde hair. And it's Yeah, I just... always kind of wanted to know what Bob would look like with blonde hair. <laughs> there you <laughs> look, is. yeah. <laughs> Female version of Bob with blonde hair. Like, it's just, it's so crazy to see, like, how grown they are now and... I'm glad that she has found somebody else though that oh, has I am too. You know, stepped um, in and done he, he's, uh, a really good job with he's, those He's girls. an amazing guy, and I, I, I get to, I, I talk to Mary every once in a while, and um, me and her have always kind of we had we have a shared bond of uh, some stuff, and she's, it's like, and then I guess you know like our situations are different but i like i kind of know like the outline of the stuff that she went through like you know whenever i lost rachel as you know like um how that just doesn't leave you like it's it's mm-hmm. not something you just get over and it's not something you really want to get over either so well and she's got you know children that yeah. i'm sure remind her of him all the time so, so yeah. there's never getting rid of that yeah <clears throat> okay so what's um so you're single, right? Somewhat. <laughs> Somewhat. I don't know. I, uh, like, Very much so. Okay, so <laughs> are are we uh, are we enjoying the single life, or is uh, it, or do you have that deep desire of that whole like want to get married and like the kids down the line? I have I've struggled with that a lot. I think more recently because I. I used to want all those things. I used to like dream of like the day that I got married and the day that I had kids because I adore kids so much. And like now I'm just at a point where I don't know. I just think that like the dating world is so shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's amongst yeah other things, but yeah, we'll just stick with this shit. Um, yeah. And I don't know, like as much as I love kids, I'm not sure if I want to like bring a kid into this world or not. And, that, and that's actually been like a common thing that I've heard from a lot of um younger people is that like they don't like well let's face it how we how the society is mm-hmm. today. Um, I don't see it getting any better. Oh no, I don't either. Um, we've lot. I think there's been a loss of like morals and um respect towards like um each other and much less the opposite sex and we're just so disconnected anymore Mm -hmm. it's like we it's like we can't make like a genuine connection with people people rely on likes on facebook or how many shares they get we're in a we're in a world where we're connected by everything but we're disconnected by everything at the same time so it's it's very weird to me and i think uh, I think that's why a lot of the things that I know, like I do, and I know there's a, a lot of things that you do that we just we keep off of like social media because we want it to be real. Because the minute that you put it on social media, that's when like everyone nitpicks, you know, and like t- takes so much away from and tells you how to how like how you should feel about a certain thing. Right. Or, like your boyfriend didn't like one of your pretty pics on <sighs> Facebook, so uh-huh. you should like dump him break up with him yeah so yeah it's crazy i'm in this like there's like this makeup and chill group that i'm in on facebook and let's be honest like clearly i don't really do makeup like i'm mostly in it to like 
read some drama every once in a while because like my drama cup is empty let's go into makeup and chill and see what's happening in these crazy bitches lives because is, is that your uh, modern day soap opera i'm telling you what <laughs> sometimes i go in there and i'm like what the fuck did this bitch just say like this one girl i don't know and maybe this is a big deal i don't know people are probably going to yell at me after this but um this one girl got in there today and said something about how her husband forgot her birthday today and her five-year-old daughter had to remind him that it was her birthday. And I'm like, I don't know. To me, that just doesn't seem like something to be that upset about that you need to vent to a bunch of strangers. See, that's where, like, I think as a society, that's where we get things wrong. And that's because... where we're disconnected. Yeah. It's like, if you're that upset about it, go tell your husband that forgot your birthday. Hey, I'm not be... these thousands of girls that you don't even know. <laughs> like, and obviously they're going to take your side because, like, they don't know the situation. No, not really. Like, half of them are in there, like, get the fuck over it. <laughs> like, it's not that okay, big of so, a deal. Like, I probably... Like... Well, and a lot of them are like, we need more to this story. <laughs> like, does your husband forget a lot of things? Like, what's really going on here? And, and then she's like, oh, yeah, well, we have been going through a lot of... It's like, okay, then get the fuck out of here with that one. Like... <laughs> I can barely remember my fucking birthday. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Much less... Like, like, wait, how old am I even? <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, for fuck's sake, I, I, can t I can tell you, like, right now, like, what my girlfriend's birthday is. I'm pretty sure it's in January, but I cannot. Well, we haven't really been together very long. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah. There is. Yep. Cat's out of the bag. <laughs> well, I guess cat was out of the bag the first in the intro. So anyway, not was, the point. It was. Bound to happen. It was. Yes, it was. Uh, some, um. I guess everyone would probably want to know who who it is that I'm dating, and that's about. And it's none of your fucking business. <laughs> Thank you. I don't. Even... God, see, this is why we need our own show together, <laughs> which oh. we are actually going to be doing as a special for this for this show, and uh, we're doing a collaboration every once in a while of our two shows, yes. Weird Sisters Podcast, yes. and In Your Head with Shannon Stedford. And so, like, the first name <laughs> yeah, that popped like, out of my head <laughs> is. In your weird sister. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, that's going to come off so bad and I so perverted. But, you so know, it's like between the two of us. It's almost perfect. It is almost perfect. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could just see the T-shirts alone. <laughs> might not that be. That might catch people's attention, you know. That's and a... that's all that I'm really real about is attention. Attention. Yeah, right there, yeah. People are gonna be like, wait, what? I need to listen to this. As long as I think if we add the word podcast at the end of that, like otherwise we're just having t shirts that says in, in your, your weird, weird sense. <laughs> so whatever. I'm down for whichever. Special <laughs> special episodes coming soon. Right. <laughs> um which means that I totally have to you know, like we'll have to I could totally, like, I gotta totally get, like, see if I can get, like, that whole, like, phone thing to happen in case, like, we cannot make it up to each other's places. Oh, like a phone recording or yeah. something? Yeah. Yeah, I mean. That's, that's one of those things that I'm totally working on, because you know, as a one-man operation, it's very difficult to do everything. Hey, I, I know it. 
So well, um, <laughs> we get that started, we get that attention-seeking, grabbing <laughs> name, then we'll just get, get all these followers. And, and, and your weird sister, TM. Yeah, TM. Trademarked. Anyway, so we're totally getting off of what the show is really about. It's me getting in your head. I know, I know. Which now I'm getting in your head. Yeah, you're getting in my head. This is not how this was supposed to work. So, anyway, we have too much fun. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, for fuck's sake, show has gone off the rails. This is not where I thought this was going to go. Me either. I thought I was going to do a lot more crying. <laughs> you're crying from laughing so damn hard. Woo! Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, anyway. <laughs> so, anyway. So, anyway, what, Shannon? <laughs> Alright, so, what is your last relationship? Let's get into that. You want to get into that one? Um, okay, my last one, not so much, because that one was only, like, a year, and it was really, it was really stupid, honestly. Like, it's not even worth what made it stupid, Talking Jordan? about him. <laughs> yeah. or, it's not even worth talking about, you know what I mean? Like, it was, like, it was it was just a mistake all around. We should have never been in a relationship. Um, when, when do you, like, how many exes, boyfriends, would you say you have ballpark figure? I'm not saying, like, count them all in your head, but. <clears throat> so, I would say, okay, outside of high school, I've yeah. had two serious relationships okay so i don't even count like relationships that i had in high school like those weren't those weren't really really those were like like pre-relationships you know what i mean like oh pre-relationships like preparing me for what a relationship really is i kind of feel like that's like i'm gonna disagree with you on that because like anytime to me anytime if you've been with someone for a long period of time and i guess longer than 30 days because well if that's your track record <laughs> is only being with somebody for 30 days then i mean sure. i'm not gonna lie there's a few times in high school where i only dated girls for 30 days and that was mostly out of boredom okay so that's where i'm not the most positive so <laughs> then let's see here i would say that in high school i had three serious relationships about as serious as you can get in high school okay and then outside of high school i had two more more serious relationships which i would include the last one as a more serious relationship because we did live together for yeah that's pretty serious yeah but it was a very like jumped into living together situation and we were together for like a year and then it was just like well if that's the, if that's your like basis of like not kind of a relationship then like both of my marriages were like that like yeah my separations from them were longer than the actual marriages well, let's just say no you know what that's the lie i was gonna say it's it's been easier to walk away from my last relationship but this guy i don't know what his deal is really like we you know we split up i'd say about a year ago now and it's been like a back and forth roller coaster ever since then. Like he'll go through long periods of time without talking to me at all, and then he'll just like 
randomly pop up in my Snapchat messages and then try to talk to me here and there and try to hang out with me here and there and and then just not talk to me again for like a while. So it's like like I've had to tell him so many times like if if you're just going to like randomly message me every once in a while to fuck with me, then stop talking to me like completely because I can't help but respond back to him when he messages me. Like it's been like two and a half weeks since I've talked to him now but I know that if he decided to just like randomly message me tonight I'd probably respond because I can't help but not because my feelings are still there you know but mm. but it's easier for me to like completely let it go and walk away from it when he's not talking to me like when he's not reaching out like I can just be like okay this is stupid like I'm, I'm not gonna initiate that I'm not gonna talk to him I'm moving on with my life things are great and, and then, then boom he messages yeah, you and, and you're like, back down the rabbit hole and kind of but like my thing is is at this point i'm like i know that him and i are not going to be together so i'm like he messages me and i'm like oh maybe we can be friends <laughs> you know that's yeah I mean, I'm not saying that like, you can't be friends with some of your exes. I mean, yeah. hell, some of my best friends, well, I wouldn't say my best friends, like, some of my, like, good friends have been, like, exes. I mean, we can have casual conversations. We can have, like, intimate conversations. I mean, my boys' mom and I are, like, close, like closer than, like, I am with, like, half the people that I know. Right. Legion excluded. Yeah, I mean, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> um... But, I mean, you can be friends. I just like yeah. I think it like it just takes you have time. to like after like certain like there's there's been like certain breakups that like I to me I think it's important that you take like a like a break yeah from talking to them yeah that way you can get your mind right you right. can get like figure out where you are emotionally. Well, I think that the problem with him is that like I've tried to be his friend, and then it's like I come around. I start to be his friend and then he starts doing weird things where it's like he's trying to initiate being more than just a friend again but can't commit to being more than just a friend again you know so it's just like obviously we can't be friends because he just doesn't obviously, know how to be just my friend no because obviously he wants to get you back in bed right yeah but it's uh, yeah, men you know fucking men fucking i swear men. <laughs> They're horrible. I, know. I never want to be one. That's why I identify as a tree frog. <laughs> you are a lovely tree frog. <laughs> I like to think so. <laughs> no, but honestly, I would think that, like, the one relationship that really messed me up was the one before him. The one where you guys were together for, like, five years or something yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were together for like four or five years, and it was, I honestly, like, looking back on it, I don't think it was, it was ever good. You think it was like an unhealthy, toxic relationship that you were too blind to see? Completely, completely. For, for the first couple of years we were together, um, my dad was in prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I mean, I will say that there were times that he did things for me that were good, I guess. Um, like when my dad got out of prison, I had a friend of mine, I'm not going to name names, but I had a friend of mine that was going to ride with me to go pick him up because 
I believe he got out, he got out really early and it was like a good three to four hour drive to go get him. Mm -hmm. So I had to basically be up by three or four, but be leaving by like three or four o'clock in the morning, drive four hours to go get him, drive four hours to come back home. And of course, you know, when we drove back, we didn't go straight home. I took him to go see my, to see her, my grandpa, his dad first. And then I think we went out to eat maybe or went shopping or something and then home. So it was a very like long, like exhausting day. And I didn't want to do it by myself. And so I was going to have a friend come with me because she knew him very well. And she didn't, she bailed on me and he like at the last minute he went with me so i i'm not gonna say that the whole entire thing was terrible but pretty much the whole entire entire thing was terrible like if this dude tried to kill me a few times i mean you can't get more terrible than (laughs) attempted murder i mean murder yeah but attempted murder is pretty bad too yeah well, I mean, if if he would have succeeded, then it would have been murder. But he, like, at one, we were driving down, it's called Old 56, which is basically a highway, and you go, like, 45 to 50 miles per hour on it. And it's, like, two lanes on each side going the opposite directions, and we were in, like, the left-hand lane going south, and he grabbed the steering wheel and flung us into, like, oncoming traffic pretty much. And yeah, I mean, like if I want to have, I don't know, reacted as quickly as I did, then, Mm -hmm. you know, we would have been in a straight up head on collision going 45 to 50 miles per hour. Yeah. And then I wouldn't be talking to anybody right now. No. I mean, well, I'd probably be talking to somebody, but I wouldn't be talking to you. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Voices maybe. Um, There was actually, I think the one thing that like, that was like the hardest like thing with him so like well not the one thing there's like two things but he um <clears throat> i don't remember what it was that we were fighting about because we fought so much that it was it was almost like a normal thing um but there was one night where um we he wouldn't let me go to sleep i think and i had to i had to work the next day and like anytime I was like trying to like actually fall asleep, like he would start punching me to wake me up basically. And um, he he told me, he was like, I'm gonna make sure that your dad goes back to prison. And um, and said something like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure that you don't make it through the night or something. And um, like, I got so scared like I didn't know what else to do like at one point I finally just I broke because I was like I don't know what else to do like we at this time we were living at my mom's house and we um we didn't have a bed but we had like two mattresses stacked on top of each other Mm -hmm. and he had one of the mattresses off of the bed and like blocking the door basically so like I couldn't like leave the room mm-hmm. like he was like trying to trap me into the room because at this time my dad he lived like a block away I think and um so I, I told him out you know I was trying to tell him hey like 
let me just go stay the night at my dad's house tonight. Like, we can both go to sleep and calm down, and then we can talk tomorrow, you know? Like, like we'll just, you know, be away from each other tonight. And he, he wouldn't let me leave, so he blocked the door with one of the mattresses. And then, like, again, wouldn't let me sleep, kept telling me he was, basically he was telling me he was going to kill me, like he wasn't going to let me make it through the night, or I wasn't going to be awake in the morning or something, I wouldn't make it to the morning, and, um, he, uh, so, finally, I just started screaming at the top of my lungs, because my stepdad was, my stepdad and my mom are both upstairs, and my little sister lived, like, right across the hall from us, and her and her boyfriend were in their room sleeping, so I just started screaming at the top of my lungs, like, help me, like, he's gonna kill me, like, help me, like, help me, and like, fine, I think that that scared him enough to, like, let me, like, get past the mattress and get out of the room. My stepdad, he, um, he was pissed off because he was woken up. So he was, like, he was just yelling, shut the fuck up, like, I'm trying to fucking sleep. And well, my mom bolted down the stairs, and, um, my sister and her boyfriend, they came out of their room, and I'm just, like, hysterical at this point because like I'm like I fucking made it I made it out of the room like thank god like my family's here you know like I made it and um I'm just like on my knees like crying and I'm I'm telling I'm looking at my mom and I'm looking at my sister and I'm telling them I'm like he he was telling me he was gonna kill me like he wouldn't let me go to sleep like he you know like and, I, and I'm trying to tell them like I made it out like he was he was telling me he was gonna kill me like help me and he, like, they, they looked at him, and he just, like, I don't even, I don't even know what he said. I couldn't even tell you what he said to them, or, like, the look that was on his face. I can't even remember, because whatever it was that he said or did in that moment, they believed him, and they didn't believe me, and they just looked at me like I was fucking crazy, and I just remember being so, like, shattered that I just like ran out the front door and ran to my dad's house immediately because I just I don't know I think I felt really betrayed and I think that that's like I think that's one of like the biggest moments that I have that I I haven't forgiven my mom for mm -hmm. or my stepdad because they should have protected me you know yeah and like how do you how do you hear your child scream like that and just like and yell at them to shut the fuck up you know what i mean and not like immediately run out of your bed to see what the fuck like what if there would have been like a fucking murderer in the house or something yeah, which i mean you know yep yeah whatever but like what if what if that's what if that would have been like you know like and that's her first response is to just yell at them to shut the fuck up like and then and then you take that guy's side over your own daughters and like the only person that has apologized to me for that situation was my sister and like she like broke down crying apologized to me about it because she knew that they were wrong to do that you know mm -hmm. and then so and then I huh and this is what fucks me up about that the most is I, I you know I went to my dad's I told him everything that happened and then my stepdad, the next day, I guess, had a talk with my dad and told my dad that I was lying. Like, he was like, you know that she lied about that, right? That that, that didn't really happen. And I don't know if, like, Ricky, like, sorry, I didn't mean to name a name, but 
I don't know if my ex told him, told him that it was a lie or like got in his head and talked to him about it. But like, regardless, I'm just like, I'm still just like, how can you say that about your kid? You know, like, how do you take somebody else's side over something that serious? I that is. Yeah, and, um, but, you know, but I, I was the dumbass that still stayed with him after all that, you know, and he, he went to jail at one point after that, and, you know, you know how every guy is when they're in jail, and they're talking oh, to their they, girlfriend. Oh, no, they've changed. Oh, they've found the light, and they're gonna marry you, and they're gonna give you babies, and the whole world has changed, and I love you so much now, and I never should have done this, you know what I mean, I'm just like, it's just like it's like a whole new person talking to mm. you you know and then as soon as he got out it was like right back to just bullshit and um eventually he moved me out to joplin missouri like basically the middle of nowhere where it was nothing but his friends and his family and i had nobody but him and we moved out there to be closer to his daughter that again i don't know if he's seen her in mm. like five or six years but we moved out there to be closer to her and like get our life together together out there like get a house together out there and be there for her and start our life together and we got out there and it was just the same old shit, but worse because i didn't have anybody and he was just working and doing drugs and <laughs> he would uh like he didn't have a phone at the time and I didn't have a job so I was basically getting paid to babysit his best friend's kids while him and his best friend went to work because we lived with his best friend and so they would leave the house because their work was like an hour away so they would leave the house by like six o'clock in the morning and sometimes when it get back till seven o'clock at night and he would take my phone because he didn't have a phone at the time and he would tell me it was because he needed to have it that way he could contact his best friend when they got off work so he wouldn't get stranded out there and they fucking worked together so it was like he left me at this house with this child alone for 12 hours every single day with no way to contact anybody if anything ever happened and um yeah uh <laughs> i don't know that was probably like the worst time of my entire life really and i think that i still have like problems like trusting or like like i have ptsd mm. with certain things because of it and so i i don't know if it's like completely like ruined my whole like want to be in a relationship like no, I can, no, I can definitely again, see how that could could be a factor, because um, I think we take a lot of those the negative things that we go through, and they get stuck in our brain to where like whenever we're we find somebody <laughs> that is like treating us right or or at least wants to or tries to, oh God, um, what the fuck is this? yeah, like we're like the fuck is this? Yeah, uh, or, or like something like. It'll be like one thing happens, like they do like one thing that might slightly remind me of him and it's automatic like PTSD, I'm in panic mode. Like, right. 
and it's been it's been five years since him and I split up. You know, that's not something. And I don't know. Like, obviously, I'm not a therapist. Been to a lot of therapists, but um, that's uh, something that I think that you eventually will work through. But it's gonna be it's gonna have to be like on your terms. Um, you can't just it can't just be magically done overnight. Um, but it's also something that you also if you know that it's going on there's probably ways that you can prevent it from happening but yeah you know i don't know like i don't think that it's completely tarnished like my outlook on relationships like i you know i'm willing to give them a try i guess i just haven't really found somebody that i'm willing to try it with yet and that is the hard thing to do is trying to find somebody that you like you really want to like try again with because like you can be you can be with somebody for like short term or, or a short amount of time or a long amount of time and you know like, you can think that they're like amazing and they turn out to be lying to you about the simplest things exactly um and I, I don't then know. you like, wouldn't know until like and others... that, like that's basically like like my last relationship that's why that one is just like it's so stupid that i don't even know why i allow, I allow him to affect me the way that he does sometimes because that's exactly how he was he just like lied about things i was like you don't even need to lie about these things like you know and i'll never understand the people that lie about like or, or try to make themselves having like to have like such a harder life than what they really probably have had just to get the attention right it bothers me a lot um okay so we're coming up on almost an hour right um so like i always end every episode as you know since you listen oh, all right so um what does jordan appreciate the most right now right now um this wine <laughs> <laughs> this wine's really really gotten her into be funny and open the girl scout cookies that i have over there that i'll probably munch on after you leave <laughs> oh what, what kind did you get um lemonades and thanks a lots nobody knows what the thanks a lots are those are my favorite no, ones no no they're they're, they're this is the last year that they have them really yes and i'm really upset about it are you gonna go into like rehab <laughs> no i'll probably just find a new favorite one next year or something <laughs> I was like the peanut butter oh, ones and oh, like the peanut the, butter patties. See, yeah. See, like everyone will tell you like the thin mints. Thin mints are crack. Like they're not even that great, but like But they're so good. Yeah. You but, put them in the freezer and it's like Actually, what I used to do before I became allergic to chocolate is that I would um oh, That's really sad. Yeah, not for you. Not for me. <laughs> um but um <clears throat> like I would crumble them up and like sprinkle them on ice, ice cream. cream. Yep. Yes. Or cereal. You're giving me really good ideas now. I know. I do Next have time, some thin mints in the freezer. Next time you're stoned or something. I. <laughs> Not that you do. What? Not that. Not that there's Are anything you wrong with that. About... Anyway, okay. So, uh, what do you have coming up? Like that you, uh, you like any uh, podcast wise? Oh, like, have you guys, yeah. I was uh, gonna talk about that. Like, it really sucks because you know I think that I think that me and my sister kind of like jumped the gun on starting it and like. Like, she went, like, full force into wanting to get it started, whereas I wasn't as ready to get it started. I was a little hesitant about it. And then, like, 
she went full force. So I was like, okay, I guess we're doing this. And then like, you know, a lot of life has happened since then. And she has lost a job, got a job, moved to a different job since then. I've picked up a second job since then. So it's been, it's more been like conflicting schedule issues that have come I, into play on why we haven't had anything out recently. I can understand that. Yeah. And we kind of decided we wanted to take like a whole different turn with it. So I think we're still trying to figure out. Trying to find out who you guys figure, are. Exactly. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. So. We will uh, probably revamp, but when we do, it'll need to be when we both know we have the time to like make it like a weekly thing or at least every other weekday yes because i was very unsure of how i was going to do this like but i was like you know what i could probably come up with content for like a week i know a lot of people yeah and a lot of people have been wanting to come on and like i knew that i had to get you on i know because <laughs> you were actually whenever i decided to do this i believe you were the first person that i contacted about doing this about yes about coming on and it was, i it only took like to six weeks to do it but you know, here i am <laughs> so all right um as uh time is coming up uh so thank you very much jordan and um i i also kind of do this thing at the end of the um every show where i tell you the guest uh one thing that uh, always means the most to me um so what was it like last year or so like whenever we got back in contact um i sent you a message about how amazing you were do you remember because like i'm pretty sure you were like oh my god crying because that's just who jordan is yeah <laughs> but um the thing that um makes me appreciate you so much is that um whenever i had just was going blindly into something recent like last month you were very hesitant on thinking that it was a smart idea and you were not going to not be a good friend and not support me yes but this is where your your shining moment was you waited a whole two weeks before <laughs> you gave me the i told you so speech <laughs> I mean, I could seriously have told you like so much about how much I actually appreciate you, but um, I tell you that almost at least yes. once a month in a text message form, yes. so that's a very private thing. Yes. Um, but yes, your shining moment, the most appreciated moment that I have of you is the fact that you waited two weeks. <laughs> I wanted almost to tell, three. I wanted to tell you in person. <laughs> and she wanted to tell me in person that I was a fucking idiot. <laughs> so. And next time you better listen. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> so, all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to call this uh, good. But, yes, please uh, keep a lookout for the collaboration of and the debut episode of the special edition of this show. But it's going to be In Your Weird Sister. Look for that. I don't think we can change it at this point. <laughs> at this point, we've said it so much that it's, it's, it's canon now. It's canon. So, yeah. All right. Uh, we'll talk to you guys later.